0: three two one action hey guys before we get into the episode for today episode number 30 uh just a couple things that i would like to say the first thing is is actually uh, me and Wanda, we have a friend in dc who is going through a tough time his dad actually needs a kidney transplant so if you're interested or if you know someone that would be interested in helping out it will be the first link in the description it will be the instagram post where you can go to find his instagram page dm him uh, or if you want to just find out more details, you can go look in there. Second thing is, thank you guys for all of the support. It's really highly appreciated. And with this support, we have been able to get a sponsorship. Uh, this sponsorship is from We The Cops. And basically, they're a page that sells anything you want Coptic. Actually, this necklace I'm wearing right now that I've been wearing in the past couple episodes is from their, their site. Uh, it's, it's really nice. They have a lot of nice things there. They got resources, free resources if you're a Sunday school teacher. Sorry, they have clothing items. They have necklaces. They have a lot of things that you could use. So uh, just be sure to check them out. If you do decide to buy something from theirs from their site, use promo code Keep 99 for 10% off. That's Keep 99 for 10% off of your order, and that will be the second link in the description. And enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to Keeping It at 99 here with your host me and Wonda, and it's episode 30. And we have with us today uh, a special guest. Uh, We have Father Tadros Hermina from St. Peter's Seal of the the Martyrs Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, Buna has um, a master's degree in... In leadership, uh, coaching, and organizational development. And a PhD in international leadership. Yeah,
1: educational leadership and public speaking.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, and he teaches at the uh, seminary um, and the lead program uh, leadership. So thank yes. you, Vuna, for yeah. my pleasure uh, blessing us here today. All my pleasure. And uh, obviously today we're going to be talking about leadership and the characteristics of being a leader. And something that you also mentioned in the sermon, like how to influence others, how to be a good influence. So the first question I would like to open with is like, what are some characteristics that a leader has?
1: Uh, Definitely, this is a very big and wide question about the characteristics of a leader. But uh, let me tell you something before starting talking in an academic way about the characteristics of the leader, because it's a lot. But you have to know that all those kind of characteristics which we are going to mention are actually mentioned in the Bible and in our fathers and in lots of characters in the Bible they have it, and what happened that concerning the science of leadership, they took what we already have and they put it in a format. So whatever we are going to mention academically, it's actually in the Bible and you will see that in characters and in actually biblical verses as well. So uh, the world using our biblical reference for themselves to succeed. And sometimes we are not using our Bible, although it's ours. So to answer your question concerning the characteristics, it's a lot. But let me summarize something for you that can may help a little bit. There is one of the most powerful academic books in leadership. It's called Leadership Theories and Practices. It's made by North House and it mentions many things concerning. Uh, uh, the leadership characteristics. We can summarize it in many things in the form of emotional intelligence and in the form of self-confidence, social skills, or what other books say, sociability, determination. Not only that, but some other characteristics and styles of leadership, like servant leadership, like transformational leadership, transactional leadership, and authentic leadership, all those are characteristics and styles of leadership. But if you want to talk about one of those so that we can be more specified because it's a big, big area, we can just pick one of those which can be classified into other uh, categories that can be uh, given so that people can use it one of those is the emotional intelligence they mentioned that leaders who are having emotional intelligence are very powerful leaders and loved by their followers So uh, maybe we can talk about this. And uh, the one who made this theory, emotional intelligence, his name is Daniel Goleman. And that was mentioned in a book called Emotional Intelligence. It was in 1995, by the way. Uh, The first time the terminology of emotional intelligence was in 1964. But it started to spread in 1995 by Daniel Goleman in his book Emotional Intelligence so emotional intelligence is simply to be intelligent emotionally as well as having a a, a high iq as we like uh, use it in public to handle many things and to take right decisions but to put people in your uh, equation simply to be people oriented leader not just business oriented because you can be a business oriented leader to make high profit for a company But that doesn't mean people love you. But as a good leader, to have this kind of emotional intelligence, you can be like emotionally uh, taking care of those people who can follow you, but at the same time, they make good profit and productivity to the company. Put in consideration that it is the same for the church as a servant, as a priest, as a bishop. If you have this kind of emotional intelligence, definitely it will help a lot in leading congregation, leading classes, and everywhere.
2: Sorry, I want to go back to Isaiah's question. Um, I really love that you mentioned the acronym Paul. Perseverance, achieve, unique, and learn. So I think those are um, four ways that uh, a leader could succeed.
1: Definitely, this is one of the things is to be a good influencer. So this is another four criteria that's why i'm saying you are right this is as i told you it's a big big area so how to be a good influencer definitely as we mentioned in the ceremony um, the sermon like about paul like the name paul p-a-u-l which is pers- uh, persistent persistent and achiever which make lots of achievements and unique being very creative and learner those can help you to be good influencer but as one of the criteria to be like a good leader in a position um emotional intelligence because emotional intelligence has five categories so if you want we can like mention those five characteristics under the emotional intelligence that can help you to
0: be a great leader i, I think we should uh, go down that route i like that route so whatever we'll you with, want uh, guys i am yeah. i'm, I'm yeah, all yeah. yours we'll go with emotional intelligence we'll, we'll stick with that
1: okay so if you want to talk about emotional intelligence we have to know that emotional intelligence are five characteristics and they mentioned that for you to have this kind of emotional intelligence to be a great leader and to influence others from leadership position you have to have the five so it's not one or two so it's not oh you know what oh i have three of them it's no it's all of them Maybe we can be different in having all of them. For example, you can have all of them, like I can give you, like for example, 6 out of 10. But you have all of them. You get the idea? So definitely 8 out of 10 is, perf- is perfect. You know, 9 out of 10. But to have all of them. But missing any of those will actually affect the emotional intelligence. So the five characteristics of uh, the emotional intelligence, it's easy to remember. It's called 3S for me. 3S for me. Okay? You can't remember it that way. So do you wanna do you wanna like Yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay so simply the first S so S S S M E. Why it's called three S for me because those three S will help you at the end. So the first S is self awareness. The second S is self control. The third one is social skills. The fourth one, which is M, motivation. And E, empathy. So again, self-awareness, self-control, social skills, motivation, and empathy. Those five characteristics are for the emotional intelligence. And the having them definitely will put you in a different leadership position we can talk differently about each one and mention things about each one from the bible as well
0: i think we uh we should go down that i I really like uh the five uh the five characteristics i think we should take it one by one so sure uh, go ahead
1: so the first one which is self-awareness self-awareness is simply to know yourself many times a leader doesn't know herself or himself You know, I don't know myself. When I'm saying knowing yourself, I'm saying to know yourself with the good and the things that need to be developed. I don't want to say the word bad. Because even in the uh, evaluation for the multinational companies right now, they don't mention what's, what's bad things in you. They said what's need to be adjusted or points to be developed. So in order to know yourself, you need to sit with yourself and to know what are you really good at? What's in you that needs development, that needs adjustment? Knowing yourself is one of the main keys for being a successful leader. So self-awareness is to know who you are. Self-awareness. Actually, I want to share with you uh, something from the Bible about the self-awareness. It's in um, Galatians, St. Paul to Galatians, chapter 6. One second to get it here. Chapter 6. Verse, verse 3 and 4. It says that, For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. So even the Bible mentioned it clearly. Just sit with yourself. Don't think great about yourself and don't think low about yourself. It is not. Just be self-aware of yourself. Who are you? And that's why it is highly recommended for a leader to sit and to have a leader. The leader is a follower but you have to, to follow someone to be a mirror to you, to tell you, you know what, you need to adjust this, and you need to grow in this. You are great in this. Keep going. So self-awareness is number one, which is to know what you are good at. Actually, St. Paul was like that. He knows, I am good at this, I am good at that. And he said it clearly in Corinthians. Oh, I am good at this, I am good at that, I am good at that. Well, that's not pride. Because you know what you are good at, but you know as well that whatever you are good at, is a blessing from God. Simply, you are investing of what blessed you with. That's the self-awareness. Know what you are good at and know 100% that this is a blessing from God and you are investing in what God blessed you with. What you need to to adjust in yourself, work on it and grow. That's the first S. If you have comments, let me know.
0: Yeah, I think um, like self-awareness is something that is really beneficial, um, especially when you're in this growth stage of life, when you're in the early uh, stages of young adulthood, just having time to sit down and think about like what you can improve on is something that I see is very important. And I think a lot of times um, within uh, like our generation, a lot of people mistaken the self-awareness of knowing what you're good at with pride. Like you said, Um, I've noticed that a lot of people will try to put themselves down and sense of like trying to be humble. Um, and I, I, I really appreciate that like knowing who you are and knowing what God gave you and knowing that it's from God. Um, that's where like the correct, uh, like self-awareness and knowing that like I'm good at this, I'm bad at this and everything I'm good at comes from God. So I really like that. Uh, that point.
1: I, I want to comment about something you mentioned, which I totally agree with you about the humbleness. Humbleness is not a physical, like when people say that. Or, this is not humbleness. Humbleness is not to get yourself down. Humbleness is not to make others down. No. Humbleness is to know that whatever you have is from God. And you are good at that. And again, it's not you are bad at those things and you are good at this. You are good at everything. And the, the things which you feel that they are not that good our points to be developed. Let's avoid bad and failure. Let's avoid those things. Mm. Let's replace those things. Instead of say, I am bad at, say, I have things that need to be developed. Instead of saying, I failed in this, say, I learned it from this. Mm. It's much better, right? Yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, I think um, that mindset is really good in many ways, like for me, School, I think um, the the example you gave us was um, it really affects us in a good way because sometimes after we fail something, we put ourselves down. We tend to put ourselves down. But after hearing what you said, I think others will learn from what they've done and surpass it.
1: I totally agree with you, 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: So one of the second S?
1: The second S is... Uh, Self-control, we have a problem concerning controlling ourselves. Why I'm saying that? Uh, We have a problem in controlling our diet. That's why we, not we, but like a lot of people cannot lose weight. Why? They cannot control their diet. I'm not saying definitely about the sickness that sometimes people get overweight because of some sort of sickness that's not our discussion but i'm saying that sometimes we cannot control sometimes you cannot control your time to the point that you spend a lot of time a lot of time on the social media with all respect to the social media it's great if you want to use it right if you want to like use it in a way that will be beneficial somehow if you want to make time frame for it, it's very beneficial. I'm not saying that, nothing about that. But if you are on the social media 24-7 and you are not controlling your time, you are not, you are simply wasting a lot of time and you are not investing in that time, definitely this is, there is no self-control at that. There is no self-control in the form of being anger, that being angry and having this anger issues, which we find that a lot of time right now is really bad. On top of that, sometimes we are really not having any kind of self control in criticism. Criticism became so bad you are criticizing everyone to the point that it became judgmental so we didn't we don 't control our tongue, and that's why in James it is mentioned Our tongue is like a fire with the same tongue. you praise God with the same tongue, you insult people so To control your tongue and to control your mindset is the self-control. Self-control is very important. And that's actually how our church, Coptic Orthodox Church specifically, we are blessed with having the fasting. The fasting in general. The fasting is what? Is to help you have a self-control. And the fasting has thousands of references in the Bible. But what's fasting is self-control is to control not only food, to control behavior, to control your attitude, to control yourself. Self-control. The, the leader who can control himself or herself, what to say and to say to who is really important. If you can't do and the right timing. Sometimes you are a leader and you have one of your employees in a company and this employee did something wrong. And then you just get the, the person and just, you know, blow, like you, you like talk badly and all that stuff. This is not a self-control. Pick the right timing. Maybe not now. Maybe he is upset from something. This is, this is a big issue. You need to know how to self-control. And from the Bible, actually, there are things to mention about self-control not only verses but situations as well let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 in in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 That you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is a self-control. Control Control your mindset. And he actually uh, mentioned this in Romans uh, chapter 12 verse 2. Be be renewed by transforming your mindset. So it's all here. Have a self-control. Actually there is. One of the examples, you remember when Saul was, uh, Saul and David, and David was having the full opportunity when, Saul, when he went to the bathroom and to kill Saul. He didn't. Just grabbed something and put it in. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. He controlled himself. Although he can do it easily. And Saul was running after him to kill him. He can, but he didn't.
0: Yeah, and I think this uh, like self-control of the mind is something that, like, we try to ignore a lot and we try to kind of push it to, to the side and we don't really think it's important, especially when it comes to like controlling anger and it's, it's that self-control, especially when it comes to anger that separates like the, the, the followers from the leaders, honestly, because leaders are able to, to deal with people in a way completely outside of this, of, of anger, completely outside this realm of um, using force and using, um, loud voices in order to control people. They're always able through simple, like kind words and like in nice, like calm tone, able to get their point across and able to get people to listen and to change. So I think like, uh, like for me, like that is like one of like, the most defining factors for who is a good leader versus who is like not really.
1: And there is big difference between assertiveness and aggressiveness being assertive yes you can have a a sharp voice but that doesn't mean that you get mad and you curse and insult no and that's actually by the way people will understand very well if you are assertive and know to put the limit and the boundaries people will love you more it's not about the aggressiveness it's about the assertiveness i
2: really like that i mean I remember when I would have friends and they, will, they won't listen to me or something would happen. It would immediately strike into anger. And I think how you said assertiveness, using it in that way, I think it's um, a perfect way to get your point across to the other person.
1: Definitely. It helps a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the, third, the has- third one
1: is social skills. Some people think that social skills is to talk a lot social skills is to be social to know how to talk to people that's it because you can be like a dreamer personality which is uh, one of the six types of personalities but um one of the personalities dreamer like not talking that much mm-hmm. simply uh, you can still not talking too much but you know how to deal with people Dealing with people is one of the main things. That's called the social skills. Dealing with me To know how to get your point across. To know how to deal with others around you. And the Bible mentioned that clearly in the social skills. Actually in Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 and 6. In Colossians. Uh, Verse 5 and 6. Let's talk this. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Very clear verse about you have to know what are you saying. Social skills is to know what to say, when to say, to who? This kind of sociability is one of the main characteristics of a leader. If you can't do that, how are you going to talk? Actually, in the world even, you mention, you mention names of leaders who are like, not good in talking and their public speaking somehow is not good and all that stuff. And to be honest, it's destructive. And they are leaders in high position, they shouldn't do that, but again,
0: it is yeah, and I think like like it goes back to the self control it goes back to the controlling the tongue where it's like um just being able to know when to speak, where to speak, and who to speak to uh is like really important and i I feel like for me like it's honestly something that I struggle with a lot is um I talk a lot. So for me it's hard to know when to not talk versus uh when to to talk. And I think like um a lot of times like I'll talk and it's not 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 really the time for it. And for me it's it's always seeing like and it goes back to the self-control like not blowing up on people, like waiting for the right time, waiting for the right moment to be assertive and get like get the point across. I think those two are really um like connected to each other.
1: Definitely connected and for having the social skills you have to have Two way communication to talk but to listen. Yeah, because if you talk without listening, you are not going to reach to anything. Talking and listening is two faces to one coin. So, this is a very important thing about the social skills is to communicate how to communicate well with people around you. It's very
0: important. Yeah, I think listening is something that, as well as something like I personally need to work on a lot, is that. Um, when someone's talking like listening to them because you learn more when you listen than when you talk definitely you know it's just yeah like people think people say like you have two ears gotta give you two ears. yeah and, and, and one, one mouth, mouth yes like, you listen more than you talk so i, I really <laughs> like that i think it's very important to listen more
2: yeah well, abuna do you think you can lack social skills but be a good leader
1: remember i told you in the beginning that with what mentioned that having the five of them is the criteria, one of the main criteria of a good leader, which is having the emotional intelligence. Dropping any of those five characteristics will not put you on the track. Mm. Think about it. You have self-awareness, you know yourself, you have self-control, but you don't know how to communicate with people. How are you going to lead them? And that's why some leaders, they really lack that specific characteristic and it definitely affects them. Leader is someone who can communicate with people. It's not being talkative, how to talk with them. How to, that's why. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer
0: each one. That's the key. So I think uh, to move on to like the motivation, because- Motivation
1: is the M, which is number four. And the motivation here, for a good leader is to be self-motivated and to motivate others. Motivating others around you is one of the main keys. Actually, God is motivating every one of you. Every one of the whole world. We are sinners. And imagine God motivating us by forgiving us and helping us to move forward. Although we do some stuff which is not good. You get the idea? Motivation is really one of them. You need to motivate everyone around you. Pick what's positive and praise what's positive every time you are just focusing on the bad things going on around you are not helping there is one of the books it's called art of possibility they said in this book instead of focusing on the problems or the defects of others just focus on their good things their their defects will be vanished or deleted automatically imagine If you're really focusing on the good things of people around you, they will be good in all aspects. But sometimes you are very critical and very uh, criticizing and judgmental to the point that, oh, we need to fix that and fix that. So I want to mention what's wrong with you, what's wrong with him, what's wrong with the building, what's wrong with the setup. Stop what's wrong. Let's praise what's good. It's much more precious. What's wrong will be fixed. But what's precious will be much more important because that will be more valued, more precious, more advanced. Motivation, actually, it is mentioned in many aspects. Actually, in the first epistle of Saint uh, Paul to Thessalonians, chapter five, verse eleven. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Ephesians. Chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. No corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Just talk good. Motivate others around you. And in Hebrew, chapter 10, verse 24, edify one another. It's all about this. The Bible is all about this. Motivate others around you. Help them to grow.
0: Yeah, I think motivating others is is one of those things that, um, like, for me, when I look at leaders, I look at people in my life that, like, Um, are in like leadership positions for me, like when they're able to get the people around them to do the job they're supposed to do when they're able to do that without that force, without that um, like brute, like, uh, like brute force, like for them just to be able, just, just by talking to them, just by asking them, just by setting an example in in order to motivate others to do the work that they need to do. For me, I see that person as like super powerful because just by, Just by themselves just by their action they're able to change how the people around them how they like uh function and like how they really go about their daily lives so i think that's that's very important and i think honestly of all the things you said so far i feel like that's like one of the most crucial ones
1: it is very crucial and actually it is mentioned not just in 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 those verses definitely many other verses but in the way look at saint paul Whenever he is like facing a problem or a challenge in anywhere he is going, he's always saying, Guys, you are good. I am here for you. I'm supporting you. You have this, just like to fix it. In revelation, for the sick, you know, the, the churches which our Lord mentioned the same. It's called, by the way, sandwich technique. It's called sandwich technique of motivation. If you have something wrong that you see it, tell the person, You are good at one, two, three. Mention the things which he or she is good at and they said that but i think this part need to be adjusted but i'm sure you can do it because you are a great person a sandwich like put whatever you want in a sandwich sandwich full of what full of motivation if you have like a group you are leading a group like you are a head servant or coordinator and you have your servants and they did like a project or something definitely for any project on earth there will be things that need to be adjusted and there are Don't go there to tell them, oh, you need to fix that. This is not good. You have to watch this. No, no, this is not a leadership. This is a destructive leadership. If you want to do something, go tell them, you are great, guys. You did this good, that good, this good, that good. I'm so proud of you. Let's talk after you finish so that we can see how to make it better next year or next semester. That's amazing. You sit and you tell them, what do you see good? All, all that. What do you see? What do you see? Not what I see. What do you see that needs to be adjusted? They will tell you things. Believe me, you will, never, you will not even need to talk to them. They will tell you, we need to fix that and that and that. Okay, go ahead, fix it. Next year will be better. That's how we can lead. But just to criticize any project, that's the worst thing. And that's actually will make you, as a leader, lose leaders people will not will not want to work with you because why i'm going to work with someone always making me disappointed for what reason at work and at the and the the church more at the church so at work there is money at the church it's volunteer right it's non-profit so why i'm going to do this
0: yeah and i think that ties into the to the last one which is empathy
1: empathy it's to feel others around you. Th- simply. Be people-oriented. Feel what they are saying. Feel them. And it's related to motivation as well, as you mentioned. Like if you see some people that they did a lot of effort, just be em- have empathy towards them. And actually, here, there is a verse about, in, in the first epistle of Peter, chapter 3, verse 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, Tender heart and humbleness. In the first epistle of Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffers together. If one member honored, all rejoice together. Just be be with people. Be with people. Feel them. People will feel that you feel them. That's all.
0: Go ahead.
2: Um, I think empathy is a, a very hard, uh, like a, a skill. It's very hard because when you're in an argument, I feel like you The goal is to win the argument for most reasons. But I feel like you should always give the person that you're going against the benefit of the doubt. Yes. I think you should be in their shoes and see how they feel and then go back and understand.
1: I totally agree 100% with you. And if we put that's even between the parents, between couples, between parents and kids, it's the same. Sometimes you just scream at the kids. Uh, just hold on. Maybe they are they are having some issues. That's why they are in this state of mind. Same with the parents. Same with the husband and the wife. Same with the church. With any in any organization. I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, I think empathy is is one of those things that, like, a lot of people say they have. A lot of people like love to talk about empathy. They love to say like, "Oh, I'm sympathetic. I'm empathetic." You know, like, and it's it's honestly one of the hardest things to find in a person. Yes, is someone to be like truly empathetic and truly like put themselves in your place because a lot of times people just say that and it's it's one of those things that I feel like for me like empathetic people always always leave a mark on you you'll always remember you always remember that they like you know put like they like came down to you and they like it's something that you always remember and I think that it's something that a lot of us we don't really realize that we don't have we all think we have and we don't Uh,
1: There is uh, one of the authors, his name is John Maxwell. John Maxwell made a book, it's called About Connection. And he mentioned something that's actually much related to what you said. uh, About empathy and sympathy. He said, people, when they leave you, they will only, only ask themselves, how I feel about this meeting? Did I like you? Did you make me feel good after the meeting? They will never say, oh, I learned, uh, he had knowledge, he had, that's great. But how, how you made me feel? You may have knowledge, but you may feel down and that I'm stupid with all respect. So now I feel bad, although I get some information from you. It's not about that. Have empathy, it's definitely to feel people around you and to make them feel their value, which is great value.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And I'd, I'd like to like combine that and combine all these aspects of an emotional leader uh, with the question that we actually got from one of our viewers, which is how can we be a leader when there's a particular person that's also in a position of leadership within like a group setting um, who is in the wrong? Um, and like as, like as ourselves, like if we're the, the first leader, so we're, we're, we're a leader in a group and there's another leader and they're in the wrong, but their voice is louder than ours. How exactly do we like approach that situation where they're the ones that are talking all the time? They're the ones that, you know, they they have like all the attention towards them. How, as a leader, do I like tackle that problem?
1: We have two things here because with that said, this leader is with the same hierarchy as mine or I am higher. Two answers are different. If that person is in the same hierarchy as me, so definitely it's not in my hands. It's in the hands of the upper position who is the leader of him, not me. I don't have anything to be done at this moment. Why? Because he is exactly like me. He is leader for a group as I am leader to the group and we are equal. So I can't do anything about this, but it's in the hands of the leader. It's not about a complaint, but just mention that to the head leader that that's like not equal or not fair. So we need to make it some sort of fair or maybe to split the job description so that he will be having his job description and I will have mine. So my voice will be listened as his. But if I am the leader of someone who is like that, I need to gain him to my side and to focus on the good things of what he is saying. By time, he will be with me, not against me. So it depends on who is this person in the setting.
0: Yeah, and I think that goes back to um, like the point of motivation where it's like tell them the good things and bring them and motivate them to to come to you. And I I think like when it comes to scenarios like this, I think this question was talking more of um, like in a group of friends which, I mean, there's not someone above or below. Exactly.
1: So So I can't say it's a leadership, but what you mentioned is leadership because definitely we don't know what's exactly the situation, but that's why I give you two scenarios.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, like, there's a lot of things that, like, when it comes to, like, uh, trying to become a leader and trying to become, especially, like, an emotional leader because it's something that a lot of people lack and, uh, like, we lack a lot of in this world. We lack a lot of... uh, we have a lot of people who think uh that leaders that being a leader is just like being like hard-nosed like straight to the point like and there's there's no compassion there's no love and i mean if you look at the example the uh, the like prime example of uh leadership you look at christ like christ is not like that uh he's like loving and compassionate and empathetic and and all the things that you mentioned and i think like we a lot of times we try to separate uh, like in our heads, we try to separate Christ is like he's it's Jesus. It's not like we can't be anything like him, which is true. We cannot be like Christ, and then we see the saints, and we're like, oh, we can't be like the saints either. They're too good. And then we see, and we we even see people in our own lives who are you know in, in successful positions. And we're like, oh, we can't get there. And it's it, and part of that goes back to that self motivation, and that's something like it's like a point like I would really like to talk about uh, is the self motivation because I've noticed especially after Corona and, you know, and the way how school goes, like a lot of us in school, like we don't really feel self-motivated. We don't really feel like, um, like we can do the work that we're uh, like supposed to do or that we even want to do it. So what is like a few tips to gain that self-motivation?
1: Self-motivation is very important because definitely we can do anything because Jesus said it clearly in Philippians chapter four, verse number 13. I can do all things in Jesus who strengthened me. St. Paul said it clear, right? So we can do definitely everything, right? So yes, we can be like him. And he was, uh, as you mentioned, uh, 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 very nice with everyone, even when he was assertive with the scribes and the pharisees, but he was loved, right? So yes, he's a good model. And everyone, not him only, St. Paul, Peter, everyone, right? They did mistakes, definitely, but they are. And they are motivated. One of the, way, of the most powerful ways to self-motivate, to be motivated on your own, is to remember what you did good. One of the tips which I can give you is write down what you achieved. Remember today when the one sermon we mentioned, like Paul, P-A-U-L, A achievements. Write down. Write down things that you really achieved and you are happy and proud of it. And read them. And write down what you want to do as more achievements in your life to develop yourself and go for it. Those two things will keep you always self-motivated. The three things is just by writing down. Why writing is very important? You can write it on, a, on the phone and just look at it. But write it down. Because write it, you do something called brain visualization. So simply, you make your brain visualize what you did and what you want to do. Two things, what you did, what you want to do. And both are positive, right? So automatically the brain will have the motivational status. This is one of the very powerful things. Another thing which is very important to motivate yourself is sit with positive people. Surround yourself with people who are really positive. That can help you to grow. Not people who will always criticize you. positive people so that they can see the good and see the the things that need to be adjusted but that will help you to grow so if this people one of them is your leader that's amazing imagine if your leader is a disappointed leader is someone that makes you feel bad how are you going to be self-motivated although it is one of the main things to be surrounded with good people but those two tips will help you a lot write down what you did what you want to do in the form of achievements and number two like sit with or surround yourself with people who are really positive so that they can help you to be in this positive state of mind
0: uh, I agree and I think that surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and that are positive has so many other effects than just self-motivation um, it, it really improves almost every aspect of your life because Um, there's a statistic that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. This is true. Yes. So like if you like, it's not just when it comes to motivated people, people that, but when you're surrounding yourself with successful people, you're more likely to be successful, statistically speaking. Definitely. And so it's, it's like, I feel like a lot of times we, especially as youth, we try to fit in, we try to go with the flow. And it's, it goes back to that where it's like, we're just going to be just like, and, and then we complain that we're not different. So we have to like choose one or the other. And I think that yes. surrounding yourself with people that can make you different and that uh, can bring you up to that next level. I think that's one of the most uh, important and one of the best things you can do for yourself. Definitely.
1: Definitely. 100%.
0: Your thoughts? Monique?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, for motivation, I remember this one part of my life, like a stage in my life where I would just scroll on social media, and it would be something motivating. And I would stick by that for the day. And then when I wouldn't see it again, like on like a post or something, I would just feel that motivation drain. Like it was temporary motivation. It wasn't like a motivation that really fills me up. It's something temporary and it goes away. And I think that really affected me with many of the things that I do on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, and I think there's this distinction between like we need to make between external motivation and internal self-motivation, because a lot of times, especially, especially as Coptic youth, we're very externally motivated. We're motivated by the church, by our parents to be successful, get all A's, go to good college, and by the church to become spiritually successful, invest yourself in the church. And I think that, like, for me, like one of the what I see like as one of the signs of maturity is when you're able to take the external motivation and turn it into internal motivation, into self-motivation, when you're able to say, no, I want to be successful. Like, like I want to do this because I because I want to do it. Like, I want to get good grades because I want the good grades or instead of because mama and baba want it because I want it or I want to be involved with the church because I like the church because I want to go to church instead of because mama and baba dragged me to church because my servant says so because Abuna says so. Like, it's, it's, it's that shift that I think that a lot of people our age are going through and that it shows that maturity from hey this is what people do This is what people are telling me to do versus this is what I want to do
1: I totally agree with you guys and this is one of the things that we need to work on it because motivation is one of the main main criteria in the emotional intelligence and it will help you to be a great leader at one point so train yourself to be always motivating and positive positive influence Motivate yourself and motivate others around you. We are living in a world that's full of judging, criticism, and disappointment. Right now, you can see coordinators, priests, bishops, parents, and kids, all aspects. Professors in the university, and they are very depressive. Just that they deal with you by seeing what's wrong with you instead of motivating you. This is really hurtful. And it will never create leaders. And it always, always, always depress the creativity level. So motivate yourself and motivate others around you by seeing the positives. Don't worry about the negatives and the, yes, see them, work on them, but never to ignore the positives. Not
0: only ignore, praise it. It will grow more and more. And I just have a question for you. Do you think that um, by not being an emotional leader, do you feel like that negatively impacts the people around you by like not having like all this? Definitely,
1: definitely, definitely. That's why emotional intelligence, one of the main, main, main criteria for great leaders. If you opened... Any, anything on Google. Google, it. Google Like Google it, emotional intelligence, how emotional intelligence affects leaders. They will tell you, great leaders have very high emotional intelligence. And this is, this is not only science. I proved it to you from the Bible. And you see, do you remember the situation of Rahbam and Yorbaam? Do you know this story? Uh, yes. Y- you know the story? It's simply that after Solomon passed away, okay, his son, Rahbaam. And one of the leaders of the army, Am, was now we, we wanna win the situation, we wanna lead. So definitely Am, as the son of Solomon will be the leader for the, the, the 12 tribes, right? But he was what? He was not experienced leader. And when he took the, the, the consultation of his colleagues, they told him, no, 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 be much harder on, on the people. Get more taxes from them. What happened? He was not having any kind of emotional intelligence. What happened? He split the 12 tribes. He took only two. And Baam was a nice guy, loved by everyone, very well experienced. He took 10. And he went to the north, and Abraham and went to the south. And it was, again, God used it for the sake of you know, Jesus coming and all that stuff. But at that time, definitely, it was a very destructive decision. Because of what? He's not having the emotional intelligence. And the others who are really having this kind of emotion were great leaders worldwide, including St. Paul. Very empathetic, motivation to everyone. Look at uh, 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 Romans chapter 16. You will find St. Paul mentioning everyone he worked with and with their job description. He never said, oh, they did bad, run, bad tough, He didn't. Even when he was like uh, telling people, you know, because someone did something wrong in Corinthians, the first epistle of Corinthians. In the second one, he said, no, 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 he's a good guy right now. Accept him. Let's go forward. Move forward. He said it clearly in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. This is a motivational verse forgetting things which are behind, reaching forward to the things which are ahead. In anything, in a convention, in a workshop, in leading church, leading congregation, leading a company, just move forward. Take people with you in a motivational, positive aspect.
0: And what role do you see like forgiveness playing in a leadership position?
1: If you are having this perspective, you will be able to forgive. Let's take an example of that from the Bible. Joseph, in the Old Testament, very, 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 like, amazing leader, high emotional intelligence, great motivator, very positive thinker. Instead of seeing anything bad that happened, he just turned it to be something good, right? Look at Genesis chapter 45, when finally he met his brothers, after he was the second man in Egypt. By the way, if he killed them at that time, we are not going to say anything. He said, oh yeah, they, just, they destroyed him when he was 17 years old. But he didn't. He forgave them easily and got them back and told them, you know what you did for me? is not from you. It's God. It's God's plan so that I can be in this position and save the world. That's what he think. Positive aspect. Because he is having this kind of emotional intelligence. He didn't mention anything move forward that's why he was able to forgive them not only to forgive them he bring them back and find jobs to them and to their families wow yes if you are on a positive state of mind and always motivating you are not going to pick the wrong things in everything he is doing wrong she is doing wrong the convention the participation the congregation this this Picking everything bad is not going to bring anything to the table. But will destruct and will destroy and will never create good leaders. But on the other side, especially in uh, voluntarily, non-profit organizations like our churches, with that attitude, you lose people. Because why am I going to be in a situation where this... Why am I going to listen to that? Why? And believe me, even in companies outside, In multinational companies, right now, actually not right now, like from 2005 specifically, the international companies started to put in their interviews to hire people emotional intelligence, one of the main things. If I figured out that in you there is some sort of motivational emotional intelligence, you have the potential of being leader, they hire you. Although you may not be promoted in the company. But why? Because they want the company to be having a positive atmosphere. Otherwise, it drops. So imagine the world is thinking like that. We need to think like that in our homes, school, service, church,
0: everywhere. Uh, thank you so much, Abuna. My pleasure. Anytime. Uh, I, I I agree with everything you said. I think that emotional uh, intelligence is something that we need to all like grow within ourselves and grow within our communities. Because it does, it does bring forth like a lot of uh, positive things. I-, I wish so as well. I
1: actually, I have a book, it's called the shower. It's on Amazon. And I mentioned this, uh, a specific part, the emotional intelligence, definitely more details than that and how to grow in it as well.
0: So the link to the book, to the, for the book on Amazon will be in the description of the video. If you want to go check it out. Um, thank you so much, Abuna for coming You're very on the, on the podcast. You are very welcome. Any My
1: pleasure and my blessings thank to you be so with you. Much. We appreciate it, and please You're come welcome. to Atlanta again. Uh, sure, sure.
0: So thank you. That's all.
1: You are very welcome. Thank you so much.